Hi, I'm Jackie. And I'm Sam. And we live in Orlando, Florida. The theme park capital of the world. We each have our own YouTube channels. And in this podcast, we'll be sharing more about our lives, our travels, our theme park enthusiasm, what's going on in the world. And more. Welcome back to episode six of Expedition Enthused, a theme park podcast. Happy Easter. And Passover. It is Easter weekend, Passover weekend, a long holiday weekend mixed with spring break, and it's been big crowds in Orlando. It's a busy one out there, not even just in the parks, just driving around this area. It's going to be a busy Easter. Yeah, even when we've been out just doing normal chores and stuff, it is slammed out there, and it'll probably continue a little bit into this coming week. Let's talk about something big we did over the past week. Speaking of crowds... So about a week ago, we went to Megacon Orlando. And if you don't know what Megacon is, I'll let Jackie explain. (laughs) I thought you were going to explain. Megacon Orlando is a huge fan convention, comic convention. These happen all over the country, all over the world, really. And it's one of the biggest in the United States. And it keeps growing every year, right, Sam? Yeah, we've both been in previous years. And this one was way bigger. Pre-pandemic, it was always really crowded, but I feel like since it's returned, it's just ramped up every year. But we had a blast, didn't we? It was so fun. I wish, in a way, we had more time to explore it because there is so much to see and do and buy. (laughs) Yeah. So it is a four-day convention. It ran this year Thursday through Sunday. And we chose to visit on the Friday, which is the day that I would recommend if you want to go on one of the less crowded days where you can still see and do everything, except... The only thing was the Friday panels, there were, I think, less than the Saturday or the Sunday. But there were still panels going on and some really cool ones. Yeah, so there are some specific panels and celebrity autographs that only happen on Saturday. So if that's what you want to do, then you may have to attend on Saturday. But I would say add the Friday on so that you could have a chill day. I've never done a meet and greet. I've been to the panels and they're really fun. I saw a few years ago Crowley from Supernatural there. (sighs) That was fun. He just walked around the whole audience the whole time, was answering questions. It was kind of bizarre to be there in that room and it... I don't know if I give spoilers for Supernatural. <laughs> it's finished now, so I don't know if it matters. But. Yeah, but so I'm re-watching it, and I haven't watched the whole show. So I haven't got to the end yet, so don't give me any spoilers. Oh, yeah, I won't say anything. What, are, what season are we on? Ten. Ten. And how many are there? Fifteen. And each season has 25 episodes. Yeah, so. it's a long one. We've been working through it since, I think... We started like it when we went to Austin last year. I started season one and then you kind of joined in. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I need to watch this all the way through. It's been a journey. <laughs> We're still not up to it yet, but yeah. Oh, but hold on. I do want to say about Supernatural that I saw that Florida Supercon is going to have a panel with Crowley Garth. and Garth and Jody. Jody. Yeah. So maybe that's something we can go to. Florida Supercon is in South Florida. And that's one of the earliest conventions I attended years and years and years ago that I would always attend because, you know, I lived in Miami. So I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, but anyway, let's talk about the haunted house at Megacon. So Petrified Forest over in Altamonte Springs, I think is the name of the area. It's past Orlando. We have been to Petrified Forest. I don't think you made a video on it, but we went to it 
together. I included it in a video because you can't film inside the houses. What mm-hmm. I did was when we did it, I did a video on um, like that spooky bar in downtown Orlando oh, yeah. and I mixed it together. Ah, yeah. So I've been twice and I think we went together once and it's a yeah. really cool haunt. It's like it outside trails. They're very creative. It's very homemade looking and in a way that makes it scarier. You go inside structures, you walk outside. They're really long and detailed. And they built a mini haunt inside the convention center at Megacon. It was the first ever haunted house at Megacon and we had to do it. What did you think? It was really fun. So it was nothing like the trails at Petrified Forest. When you go to Petrified Forest, their event, it feels like it's out in the spooky darkness. It's really scary, really good. This was more like fun, but I thought they did really good because it was pop culture and nerd themed for Megacon. Perfect for a fan expo. Yeah, it was themed like a comic store. It's like a collector's collection. Yeah, yeah And yeah. they were like the things you would expect. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Frozen. Frozen Pokemon. Ghostface from Scream just yeah. randomly popping out. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. That was fun. It made me really excited for some haunts this year. Yeah, so I guess that was our first haunt of 2023. Yeah. Officially. Our favorite Sir Henry's. We haven't been this year yet. It looks like they're doing a ton of upgrades at Sir Henry's this year. So I can't wait for that. And of course, Halloween Horror Nights. Generally, before we were attending all of Sir Henry's Haunted Trails events, but we've missed a few here and there when we've been traveling. Because you all know we've been on a lot of trips these past few years. So when we're out of town or maybe we just get back. But hopefully this year we can attend because they do a valentine's event a halloween event a christmas event and then they'll sometimes do other little holiday special things and and they're great also yeah we love our independent haunts yeah petrify is definitely great so henry's those are the top two i would say that we've been to outside of the major theme parks there's a lot though yeah well in gatlinburg mysterious mansion mysterious mansion i mean that's not a florida one but and it's not a seasonal one it's a year-round independent haunt and i highly recommend that one speaking of haunts Mm -hmm. but megacon overall we had a lot of fun We really, really did. We saw a lot of artists. We really enjoyed our time in Artist Alley, walking around. A lot of the art in our home is from conventions when we go and purchase them from artists. It is. So yeah, um, if you like conventions and either you're in Orlando around this time of year, and they've already announced for 2024, it's going to be in February, even earlier. Wow. That'd be cool, though. You know, February is a great time to be in Florida because wow. it's cold everywhere else. But there's also Spooky Empire coming up. Spookala. Spookala. Spooky Empire. I've never been to either of those, but I feel like I would enjoy those. Yeah, I've been to Spooky Empire in the past and I really, really enjoyed it. It's basically like the same kind of thing, but all spooky themed. I'm all for spooky. What else have we been up to this week? Quite a lot. We Quite a lot. The 50th celebration ended at Disney World. Not that anyone really noticed yeah, too much. But, but did it? But did it? Because <laughs> the <laughs> decorations are still up, at least a few days ago. Yeah, we did go out to Epcot and we watched the final ever performance of Harmonious. And I will say Harmonious for me, I liked it. I didn't love it, but it grew on me. When I first watched it, I was like, eh. But it kind of grew on me. And I have many good memories of times watching it with friends, family. So I wasn't sad to see it go. And I was hopeful for what comes next. But it was really nice to be there on the last night. And everyone was really enjoying it, cheering. The cocoa bit, people were excited. (laughs) Yeah, the crowd went wild. Yeah. You enjoy your last viewing of Harmonious? I did. You know, 
I think that Harmonious kind of didn't get a fair shake. I think it is a beautiful show. And now I am kind of sad that it's gone and that it ran for such a short time because I do love Epcot forever for the nostalgia of that show. And I'm excited to go out. We haven't watched it yet since it's returned, but I'm excited to go see it. And obviously happily ever after too. That's a whole other thing. But I do think that Harmonious was really interesting with the fountains and the lasers. It had a lot more going on than most nighttime shows have going on is that what you want from a nighttime show though this is interesting (laughs) i guess you're right either way for whatever reason it ended abruptly and i'm really glad we got to go to the last night and it, it felt good to be there with everyone giving it a lot of love and cheering and dancing and it was fun it'll be exciting for what comes next after epcot forever so yeah really really interested to see that we know that the barges are still in the middle of world showcase lagoon and apparently they're starting to be dismantled we'll go out soon and have a look but we didn't know like will they just be gone from one day to the next will they take months or weeks to get out of there we don't know that's the main thing i think people complained about was the barges Mm, you either loved them or you hated them and i would say 90 percent of people (laughs) hated them either way harmonious is gone epcot forever is the temporary nighttime show and we don't know anything about what comes next it's gonna be interesting to see what it is (laughs) Indeed, and Happily Ever After has returned and people seem really happy, but we have not gone out to see it yet, but we will, hopefully this week. We will. Magic Kingdom firework crowds are an adventure, but we will brave that adventure soon enough and go see Happily Ever After too. We did go to Magic Kingdom though. For the opening, the official opening of Tron Light Cycle Run. I'm a fan of the Tron coaster. I really like it. And I know we talked in depth about this before. And my opinions on it remain the same, that I think it's really fun. I really like the way you sit on it. My opinions remain the same also. I do enjoy it. I think it's really fun and cool. I like the music. I like the lighting and all of that. I don't love the feeling of leaning forward and the sitting that way, but I appreciate it for being something really different. And I do agree that that is what sets it apart, sitting that way. But I also like that they have the seat in the back so that folks who can't sit leaning forward like that can also enjoy the full ride, the theming and stuff. I find it more interesting about Tron that the differences with the virtual queue compared to Guardians, whereas at Guardians, you could just get a virtual queue and you could go anytime. You basically, if you got one in the morning, you could get on it. But it's not been the case for Tron. There are much more strict. You have to be there for your time. And the estimator of when you're supposed to be there is not helpful. I got up and got the boarding pass on opening day and we somehow got boarding group six. We've never gotten boarding group six for anything. Anything. Ever. They called us at 8.45, 15 minutes before the park opened, so we couldn't get into tomorrow. We were already in the park. They do let you in, but they kind of hold you in the middle, like in the central hub. But they weren't letting people into lands. I would say if you're going to get a Tron boarding pass, you have to plan to be there either right away if you get an early boarding pass or all day, basically. Yeah, plan to be there a few hours before your anticipated return time. I want to talk about a couple things about what made this opening day so different. One thing, like you mentioned with the virtual queue, when Guardians of the Galaxy opened, it was also virtual queue only. And it still is. It still is to this day. You can't go wait in a standby line for Guardians of the Galaxy. However, it's a lot easier to get a boarding group, a virtual queue for Guardians now. But Guardians is an indoor roller coaster. It does not make a difference whether you ride day or night. With Tron, though, 
at night, it's all lit up. The canopy looks all cool. And a lot of people want to ride later into the evening. So if you get an early virtual queue time and think that you can show up later and push it back to go in the night, they are not letting that happen. Yeah. The only good thing is you can now go up to the ride at night without a virtual queue at all. So you can go and look at it. But if you want to get a night ride, it's not easy. If you're lucky enough to get one of the 1 p.m. because they do drop virtual queue times again at 1 p.m., maybe then you'd get an evening time. Yeah, or you stay in a Disney resort and you choose a paid lightning lane at night. That's right. really the only way Right, if you do the individual lightning lane. Guarantee it. Opening day, though, was the virtual queue system. It just felt like system. a normal day, right? Yeah. Like, it didn't feel like a big, exciting opening day. Yeah, which is good as an operations standpoint everything ran smoothly the ride ran the whole time it's been testing for two months like no issues compare that to hagrid's when it opened (laughs) 10 hour lines it it broke down all day long there was no testing but the hype was there for hagrid's and it made people want to ride it more from a park standpoint it was probably more successful Mm. but from an excitement standpoint Definitely not. And Tron had already been essentially open. Two weeks before opening day, Disney said, surprise, soft open. And it was open. In all respects, the ride was open. So people had already, anybody could get a virtual queue. People had already been riding it. And there had already been cast member previews and pass holder previews. So I think that also chilled a lot of the hype down. Can't say it's better to do it yeah, it's one just way different. or the other. It's just less memorable, but... Yeah, so when Rise of the Resistance opened, that opening day, I think for both of us, we've talked about how that's one of our favorite opening days. And it was virtual queue also, but I think everyone who got there early got it. And it also broke down a lot that day. Oh, it broke down on us. We were in line for our virtual queue time and they said, no, it broke. And we had to like go away and come back. And I don't think there's been, I mean, I haven't heard anything about issues with Tron like that at all. No, Tron has really fast dispatch, really good ops. Their trains are running and running and running. But also with Rise, remember that you couldn't get the boarding pass until you got into the park at first, remember? So I think that helped. I think so. Because people couldn't grab it from home or their hotel. You had to be in the park to get it. There's pros and cons to both. Yeah. I think that as an opening day goes, as someone who got the boarding pass, it was smooth. It was one of the smoothest opening days you could have. You don't have to wait hours. You turn up, you get on the new ride. I do think that as time goes on, hopefully it will become easier to get that virtual queue time for Tron and the drops are at 7 a.m. and at 1 p.m., And now, did you see that for deluxe resort guests who have the extended evening hours, they're adding an extra drop for them to grab a virtual queue. So that's an interesting thing. It's good in a way, as long as you're staying in the deluxe resort. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because I've seen a lot of times that Guardians have gone through their virtual queue line and they don't yeah. like it's they don't kind of, open another drop yeah. and they should or open the standby line yeah i kind of think that they should it should be adjustable not yeah. just the two times well the first time in the morning and then like throughout the day depending on like if the line's emptier if it's busier yeah. they could open a few more throughout the day yeah i think so too because remember that later on hagrid's was virtual queue for a while Oh, yeah, it was it was and you had to be in the park and scan a qr code and they would open them throughout the day yeah, and that was... People did not like that. Universal's virtual queue. I did not queue. like that. That was yeah. not good. <laughs> Universal's virtual queue is not the smoothest yeah. in the world. So yeah, I mean, all in all, there's pros and cons to virtual queue and boarding pass. And we'd love to know your thoughts on it. And you can always 
you know, hashtag expedition enthused on Twitter and Instagram to tell us your thoughts on it, whether you like it or not. If you get a virtual pass and it works for you, it's great. And if you don't get one, it stinks. I know with Guardians now that easy. So I would say like, oh, virtual queue is not that bad, but it makes it more stressful. It sucks that it takes away the option. Like you buy, yeah. buy your one day ticket to Epcot or Magic Kingdom. You just don't know if you're going to be able to get on that ride or not. Whereas if there's no virtual queue, you can just get in the line and wait. Say that was your one must-do ride. I kind of wish it was just gone. Or a hybrid, yeah, where you could choose to wait in a standby line if you so wanted. Like, if you could not get the virtual queue, you could choose to wait. And even if it's three hours, I mean, people wait three hours for Flight of Passage still, and that ride has been open for years. There's pros and cons. Sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. But I do wish there was a hybrid version. I wish there was a standby line option. You know what was cool, though? What? Going in the Empty Stitch pre-show. Ooh, yes. If you saw my video, you will have seen that they, what they did was something interesting. I think that they thought that demand for the shop was going to be out of hand, which it often is on opening days. So they created two pop-up shops. In addition to the Space Mountain shop. Yeah. Which was open for... Um, Only for people who had purchased the identity program. Yeah. Which is this thing where you like scan your face and it's and put it in the toy. It's a whole thing. When you say they created a shop, really they just put, put the merchandise. Put the and the decorations, like the decor. Some posters. Not in the Stitch one. Not in the Stitch one. They took Star Traders and emptied it out of all the regular merchandise filled it with Tron merchandise and, and slapped up some posters. There's some interesting Tron merchandise. There's so much. I'm a big fan of t-shirts and any merchandise that just kind of has like the ride logo, maybe some yeah. artwork, the logo and the name, nothing too much. And I buy those instantly because I'm like, I like this ride. I want this. Yeah. But the Tron merchandise they definitely went <laughs> not that route we yeah. did get the sort of opening day pass holder shirt just as a keepsake it fits really weird it's humongous but yeah it was cool to see all the stitch pre-show stuff is still all up in there so that's kind of like the pre-show pre-boarding room that you would go into when you were going to do stitches yeah. great escape which has been closed for years. I think it was the first of like two pre-shows. Yeah. And it was the first room where you watched just like the movie, not the one with the animatronic. But there were still those TVs up on the wall, all the signs up on the wall. It's a weird choice not to just take that down. Why haven't they taken it down? And it also made us both wonder, right? How much? Yeah, like how much of the ride's still there? How much is still up in there? Have be, they dismantled anything? It must be creepy. I'd love to sit in there. Oh my gosh. We would pay money to get to go and have a look in there. <laughs> Stitch dining experience. <gasps> Sign me up. Stitch animatronics probably gone, but like cast members can just walk around and burp on people. <laughs> no, please no. <laughs> I wonder if it was a last minute decision. They could have just taken those TVs down, like just unbolted them. Yeah. Like maybe I the mean, I'm glad they didn't because it was cool yeah. to get to see it, but it's so strange that that Stitch theming has been sitting in there for years. Yeah. Untouched. I'm glad we got to go in there, though. Me too. It was so weird. We were like, what? I can't believe it. Mm. But yeah, Tron is now officially open, available to everybody visiting Magic Kingdom, as long as you can get a virtual queue. <laughs> yeah. Just keep pressing refresh. Yeah. Just refresh, refresh, refresh. Yeah, and be on the app at like 6.57, 6.58 and be ready and refresh before 7. Have someone else next to you with a global clock. Yeah, don't do the pull down. Just press the refresh button. That's worked best for me at least. 
A few other things are going on. Air Force One finally opened at Fun Spot Atlanta. We hope to go out to see that later this year. Aeronautica Landing opened at Carowinds, another one we hope to go out to see. So we'll talk more in detail about those when we go, but just letting you know that they're happening. We saw some of the photos that have been released of it, and Aeronautica Landing looks really pretty, right? It looks like it's taken an area that needed a bit of an update, and it is done an update. And do you know what's really cool? What? So recently I made a video on the creation of Carowinds. Yes, and it was excellent. And the first person to ever open Carowinds in 1973 was a person who had written to the man who created Carowinds with a letter asking if he could buy the first ticket. He was the first person to enter Carowinds. And he was the person who cut the rope for Aeronautica Landings. That is so cool yeah i thought that was really cool i wish that had happened one week earlier so i could have put that in my video but that was (laughs) really cool i did talk about the letter and him being the first person there though i think they're doing a really good job at carowinds of starting to celebrate their 50 years and i know there's more coming we'll have to definitely get out there and see the 50 years and this new area looks really cool and i can't wait to go Totally. We enjoyed our visit to Carowinds so much last year and we'll definitely be back. It looks like they're really embracing their history and we'll come out and celebrate their 50 years and check out Aeronautica Landing. I hope I'm saying it right. And all the new things going on there. Back to Disney for a second. Oh, okay. (laughs) Annual passes are back. (gasps) Huge. That requires the new sound. That sounds like when a a modem used to try and connect to the internet. (laughs) I'm not going to, I'm not going to hurt your ears with that. Breaking news. This is something that people have been asking for and waiting for, right? For a long time. Walt Disney World annual passes back. So Disney said new sales of the Incredi Pass, the Sorcerer Pass, and Pirate Pass will be resumed. And you can purchase them online beginning on April 20th. The names they use for them are very... These are like the new names. Yeah. yeah. I prefer I the like gold. silver, gold, yeah. platinum. Yeah, it's more consistent yeah. with the industry standard. Yeah, like I want the pirate pass, but that's not the one that I've got. No, we have... Like just for the name, not the... <laughs> yeah, it's a cooler name. And they made a new pass for DVC members, the DVC Disney Sorcerer Pass, that they can start purchasing April 13th. So it's been a while that they have not been selling annual passes. If you already had one, you're good. And you could renew, but I think, they weren't selling I think new ones. There was a period like last year. There was were. a brief period, yeah. It's good that they're finally back on sale and the people that want them can now get them and come back to the park using annual passes because we've even known people who have had to buy like day tickets yeah. and who would have gone more but couldn't. Yeah. So for everyone needing their annual passes, now's the time. Who knows how long yeah. they're going to be back. If you want one, I would say grab it because they may close sales again. Who knows? Another big thing going on is that starting April 18th, annual pass holders can visit the parks after 2 p.m. without a park pass reservation. I know what you're going to say. I don't know if you do. The caveat being that annual pass holders may visit the theme parks after 2 p.m. without needing a park reservation except Saturdays and Sundays at Magic Kingdom Park. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, I, I, I was going to say phantasmic every night then. As a pass holder, one of the benefits, whether you live in Florida or you're here on vacation, is being able to pop in. And this will be a nice perk, I think. Speaking of virtual queues again, Ooh. that means if you have an annual pass, but you just want to go to the park, you can't do the virtual queue drops because you have to be yeah. in the park before one. 
Yeah, so interesting. So basically, you still have to get a park reservation to be able to... If you want to get a virtual queue. Yeah. Smart or or annoying? Mm, Maybe both. Both. (laughs) But that will be nice that it will just take out some of that hassle of if you want to just pop over in the evening to a park, you can just go, go in, see the fireworks or ride a ride as long as there's not a virtual queue for it. (laughs) Yeah. And one of the best things about being a local pass holder is that you could used to just be able to pop in whenever you wanted you didn't have to plan everything in advance pass holders rejoice and then you can become a pass holder starting the 20th again and make use of that benefit do you know what one other disney thing that i am excited well before we talk about this other thing Uh they did show some pictures or video i guess from the moana walkthrough well they showed some fountains they showed that water is running in this new moana journey of water thing that they are building in Epcot. What'd you think of it? <laughs> I, I it's a pretty fountain. Honestly, I don't know what to think. I don't yeah. I don't know. I don't really get it. I get what they're doing. It's like you're gonna walk through and learn about the cycle of water. And you know, Epcot always had that educational component, so I get it. Will I'm we, not though? sure if it's more than just like a walking through a fountain though. Uh, it's a well, pretty fountain, but like I'll be interested to see like yeah. how many people will do it i guess it's something hopefully that you can just go and just wander in i think that's what it is you just walk through it maybe at first though there'll be lines who knows because it's like people are excited for something new i kind of think of like the butterfly garden where you just go in and you learn about butterflies and plants Hmm. kind of like a permanent one but about water you know, we were talking the other day about how we missed the Fountain of Nations at Epcot. Don't even talk about it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still mad. And it's like, they could have kept that and had this. Yeah. They could have had both. It's very strange. It's way. so strange. I, I don't know. I'll go through it and I'll see what I think. I mean, it looks have. pretty. It'll be interesting to see what it, it's like. All that middle bit's been closed for so long. So long. Taking out the fountain was a mistake. I Do will. you think that they took, because you know the Fountain of Nations was supposed to have had water from all these different nations in it. Do you think they took some of that water and put it into the Moana attraction? It'd be cool. I don't think they did, but they should yeah, have. Yeah, that would have been a really nice gesture. Yeah, see, like yeah. we took some vials of water so that all the water from all the nations that was in the Fountain of Nations is now part of this cycle of water that would have been such a nice gesture i think what they did is they took out the fountain just unplugged it and then, like moved the hose over to the, to the <laughs> moana bit that's sure a long hose moving pro- <laughs> it's interesting because there are utilidors under that under future world and under the former intervention slash communicore. So I wonder what's going on down there does anyone know what's going on down there tell us is it still there i don't know because it really only went under the two interventions buildings from over by where Guardians is now. Hmm. I went down there once. Ooh, when you worked there? Yeah, when I worked in Epcot. When I worked at Epcot, the first day that you start, you did a tour of the theme park, Epcot. <laughs> uh-huh. And they got you to stand in a circle in the center of Future World. And they would do like a little announcement. And they'd be like, welcome to our new cast members from around the nations, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> welcome to our new cast members. And I was stood there like really proud. Like, yes, Aww. I'm here to represent England. Aww. I don't know if they would still do that now. Maybe they will sing Moana songs to you now. <laughs> Make um, way. But can you tell us what it was like down there then? What were the utilidors at Epcot like? 
small. They were very short. They're not like the Magic Kingdom ones where uh. they went all under the parks. Mm-hmm. They were very basic, just go into where Interventions was. I didn't use them coming into World Showcase. They were just to get around future Like world. you could go up and down? Yeah. So you could move from one part to the next without walking yeah. through on stage? Yeah, but they only really were in Future World, so they weren't uh. really any use at all. Interesting. I didn't really use them because I worked in World Showcase, so I would uh. just come in at the back back there. But huh. Have you ever been in the Magic Kingdom Utilidors? Yes, many times. When you worked there? When I worked there and I did the tour once where you go down there. But when I, I have I never there, been down there and I need to do... You're going to take me on a tour. Yeah, when I worked there, uh, <laughs> I accidentally one time came out up a staircase into Peter Pan. And I, I, it was very confusing down there. I just came out like there. Are like, there oh, signs oh. that say like you're going up into yeah, Fantasyland? There is. And you I, still got I lost. I was trying to get like out into the main bit. Oh. It was like training. When you do traditions, you walk through, you get taken in that way too, yeah. into the park. When you walk around the Magic Kingdom in your business attire, boiling hot. <laughs> when I think when you start at Epcot, they call it Discovery Day. Oh. And I did the one at Hollywood Studios too, because I worked there. Oh. I don't remember what it was called. No utilidors at Hollywood no. Studios. We though. used to have bikes to get around backstage there. Cool. Literal bikes. You could get dropped off and then to get around the back because it's not as big as Epcot. There wasn't yeah. a bus to get around. Huh. So you would like hop on a bike and... <laughs> I've got a picture of me on the bike driving past the Batlot tour when it was there. I've seen it. Uh, <laughs> it's cool. I imagine there's not bikes anymore. 20 years ago, we would have thought they'd be on hoverboards by now. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't think you can even get all the way around the back properly anymore because you'd have to like go around Yeah, Galaxy's because it's, the whole and, layout has changed yeah. so much with Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. I don't <laughs> remember my point of this story, though. But... We were talking about the Utilidors at Epcot oh, and yes. Journey of Water, the Moana, and whether it's all filled in with water. Yeah. <laughs> I just you added that on. You have to swim to it. You have and... to swim through them now. You have to yeah. wear diving gear. Oh, it's complicated. That's how you get in at the seas. <gasps> Speaking of other Disney stuff, this is (laughs) what I was going to talk about before. What I'm actually weirdly excited for Uh is that Disney Cruise Mm. is going to have, don't call it Magic Band. Don't call it Magic Band. Disney Band Plus. Oh, Disney Band Plus. Sorry. Basically Magic Band. (laughs) So it's it's the same thing. Like what they call Magic Band Plus in the parks are now going to work on Disney cruises while starting the summer i'm really really excited for this because how many times have i left the room and forgot to take my room key on in the lanyard yeah if i just key to the world if i just have my disney magic band on it would be so nice so much easier i remember we even said that when we did our first disney cruise i wish they'd use magic bands because you slap it on it's waterproof you can wear it in the pool on the slides you can take it onto the islands onto the beaches and everything and just forget it and it's your key to your room you can charge to your room with it those are the only two things so far they've said it will do but i bet it'll do more now you don't need to take anything you don't need to take the key you don't yeah. need to take like the lanyard. You don't need to take anything. You could just pop, unless you get off in the Bahamas, they said you'll still need your key to the world and your ID. Oh yeah, I guess you need your ID maybe if you buy alcohol. Oh sure, yeah, probably. So I end up bringing the lanyard anyway. <laughs> and I've, now I've got two things. Darn it. <laughs> Darn it. We thought we were off the hook. <laughs> but, well, it still I think makes things a lot easier and I don't know why they have a different name for it. Disney Band Plus. Okay. But it seems like it'll be the same band. Like you won't have to buy a separate I, I think they band. said the Disney World and Disneyland ones will work on it. So we I can, think that's great. We can use our Disneyland one. Yeah, so they said they're going to sort of soft open it on some cruises this summer we don't know which or when so i don't know when what next cruise will go on that we'll be able to do that but yeah it's such a little change but i think it's one that 
will be really nice. Do you know what they should do? What? They should sell different magic bands for whichever castaway club level you are. People would eat those up, yeah, wouldn't they? We would. I want them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it makes things convenient, but I also think it is another thing that separates Disney Cruise Line from all the other cruise mm. lines, right? Yeah. The colored magic bands for your club would be really nice because yeah. you wouldn't really need your lanyard as that much. Right. It would show that you're silver. Yeah. You're... Like, oh, look at me with oh, my platinum magic gold band. Flat. What are we? Oh, we're silver. The new one? Pearl. Pearl's oh. the new big one. Oh, ooh. Oh, imagine the people who have the pearl ones. We'd all be like, ooh. ooh. Yeah, we're silver. <laughs> we'd be impressed. Yeah, we see someone with gold. We're like, oh, must must be nice. Oh, we'll be there one day. One day. Maybe, we're on the hopefully. way. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not really, but we're nearly there. I'll take, I'll take a bit. A few more. Last time we went on the cruise, they gave us gold lanyards because... They, they ran out of silver. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. And we didn't even, I don't think, realize. Yeah, I didn't even... Because like, we didn't really like... I don't know. We just didn't put two yeah. and two together till later. Yeah. Someone was like, oh, nice. You're gold now. And I'm like, like, oh, okay. Uh, are we? Are we? <laughs> no, no. We didn't realize till later. They ran up silver and gave us gold yeah, later. We, I hope we can get the silver one. We should. Yeah. I'd really like the silver one. Yeah. I want to be legit. I felt like a fraud wearing yeah. the gold one around. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> I was walking around with the gold one on like, mm, I don't deserve this. Yeah. We haven't put in our dues yet. Yeah. Our Disney cruise dues. Not yet. Not yet. There's no rush. No, we'll do it over time and soak. Every Disney cruise is amazing. I'm excited for our next one. Me too. <laughs> we do have our next Disney cruise booked, but it's a surprise. We do. We're excited. I'm very excited. I can't wait. It's so relaxing. There's something about just being out there on the sea. All the talk we were talking about before, virtual queues, booking this, booking that. You don't have to worry about any of that on a Disney cruise. I was thinking about this the other day, nearly a year now since we went on our first Disney cruise. Oh yeah, cruise. wow. And before that, when they would announce Disney cruise news, I'd be like, oh, that's cool, I guess. Yeah, and we like, kind of eh. like weren't that into it because and we didn't think we'd be ever going on one anytime soon. And now after we've been on Disney cruises, I'm like, I need every news. Uh, what's happening? <laughs> happening what's happening like yeah it's become my new love is finding out about the cruises and going on the cruises mm. i was very excited about the disney band plus <laughs> big news big news you're right before we ever went on a disney cruise it felt like this far away dream like i'd love to go on a disney cruise one day but who knows when or if that day will ever come but now that we've been on one i get really excited for the news too well, now that we've been on two. Speaking of something that sort of has to do with Disney Cruise, but not really, Disney also announced that they will start doing pass holder discounts on the Galactic Star Cruiser. Isn't that interesting? Yes. <laughs> so it's supposed to be a cruise, a space cruise, right? Why is there no pool? There could be a space pool. Because it's a controlled atmosphere. Like, there needs to be a pool inside, yeah. like an indoor space there's, pool. I just don't think there's enough time to use one with the two nights. You are right. There really isn't. So add an extra day or an extra half day. Make Sunday a half day. Slap a pool in there. And I think that would add to the value. True, but everyone on there would be on it. Like, all... Including me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so in there. I don't know. You're right. Maybe it's a logistical nightmare. Yeah, like, do you want to pay all that money to sit... In yeah. a concrete room in a pool. Yeah. A space pool. You're not you're not visualizing why it, a, it. Why is it a space pool? Because there's like beep boop 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 everywhere. I guess you can make like it would be cool. It'd if, be like glass if, and square. If the whole ceiling was like space. space. <gasps> Stars? Oh oh my, my gosh. gosh. It would have to be big. It'd have to be really big. 
or maybe two or three in like a big room that's as big as the main sort of concourse. Is there any characters in it? There's characters on the second level, kind of the way they are in the main uh, concourse. None, none swimming about like Akbar or what? No, but whatever. what they could do is those LED screens. So it's like all glass looking. So when you're in the pool, it looks like like on the other side of the screen, there's alien fish swimming around. You know what would be cool? If it looked like it was like one of those glass bottom pools. Yes. And there's alien like fish, like space alien fish swimming yeah. around. And then the sky above you is space two, kind of like it's space 220 type of thing, but on the ceiling. That would be cool. Listen, we are coming up with some genius ideas here. <laughs> it's a shame it doesn't have that. It's a sh- If it had that, I feel like that would increase the value tenfold. <laughs> Don't tell that because they would charge twice on <laughs> No, no, no. That oh, is mean, just like, to live up to the what same. they're already yeah. charging. They need to add a little bit more, a little mm. bit more time, a little bit more stuff. I don't know what. I also uh. think a lot of people have said from the beginning that if they changed the, oh, and this is going to lead into the next topic. If they changed the sort of timeline and characters and story, like every three months or something, it was a different story. That would be cool. So this leads into us talking about Star Tours. New Star Tours destinations are coming in 2024. I like Star Tours. I think it's nice to have some different places to go. I always get the same ones when I go on it. <laughs> Literally, me too. My favorite one is the underwater one. I don't with know Jar why. Jar. Yeah, with Jar Jar. That's the best one. When the thing Misa comes like the that one. <laughs> I always get the Rise of Skywalker one now. The last few times I've been on it. But to have new ones is going to be cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's staying. It means it's not going to yeah, go that's anywhere. that's true. You know what I love about Star Tours? The outside. Yes. The outside Ewok Village, the at-at or AT-AT outside, and then the queue inside with C-3PO and R2-D2 and the whole theming of like you're going on a Star Tour. I love that. Now we just need new missions on Smuggler's Run. They chose Star Tours because you don't need to change the pre-show or anything. But mm. the Smuggler's Run one is so yeah. linked to that mission. But they could they could change where you go to pick up the coaxium. Yeah, but it's exciting yeah. to have something new on that. And I yeah. feel like it will bring some people back to go back on it. I will. I'll mm-hmm. be excited to go try to get some new missions. Yeah. Where do you want to go? Uh, do you know where I want to go? Where? Hyperspace Lounge. Oh, <laughs> I, on any tour. I love Hyperspace Lounge is kind of a mini Star Tours. It is. Because you get the different planets and different backgrounds yeah. and they swoop by. You go like hyperspace and you go in. And if the water's rough outside, you get the motion too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot going on in Disney this week and there will be more going on outside of Disney and in other parks coming up, but a lot of Disney news this week. And we have got some exciting things coming up too for the next episode. But it's funny because I was looking for our Q&A questions and one of them is, when's the next episode? Here it is. It's today. Courtney asks, have you guys got any plans to visit Flamingoland in Yorkshire in the UK? It's home to some record-breaking coasters. Mm. I have never been. I've always wanted to go. Mm. I hear great things about this ride they've got called Hero. Hero. Could be your hero, baby. I'll, I'll take you on that one, and then we can talk about that one day. Okay. Yeah, we talked about in one of the other podcast episodes about how Flamingo Land is one of the few UK theme parks that neither of us has been to. So I think we're going to need to do it. They opened a new coaster last year. When I say new, it was a used coaster they purchased. Oh. It's the same as Colossus at Fort Park oh. without over-the-shoulder restraints. So that Ooh. makes it automatically better. Scarier. But I do want to get you there and take you on a hero. So uh, for all my 
fans of Flamingo Land who love Hero, if you would like to see Jackie go on Hero, <laughs> please let me know because I would I would love to see that. You're I'm a my, big fan of it. You're my hero. I haven't been on Hero, but I've been on the same exact oh. <laughs> Delayed response. <laughs> I've been on that exact same coaster at Canada's Wonderland. Uh-huh. So I think it's time to take you on Did that. Did you like it? I loved it. it. It's a great ride. What's it called at Canada's Wonderland? It's called Time Warp. And before that, it was a Tomb Raider coaster. Ooh. Yeah, I made a video. You made a video it. about it, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I think this one, I'll just take you on, see what you think. Wait, there's one thing. We have not talked about this podcast that is crucial, Sam. Mm-hmm. And it's not a question, but someone did tag us and saying it's become a game now. We guess how you're going to work it in to every Expedition Enthused episode. And I have a tie-in. I have a way we can work it in. I have one too. Okay. I was saving it. Oh. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was going to say that we already talked about how Big Bear Mountain is going to be opening in May at Dollywood. And we're very, very excited to go back to Dollywood. We go several times a year. But I saw online people are posting that the water is flowing at the waterfall and the trains are on the track. So we can guess it's going to start testing soon. And I don't know, that ties in somehow. <laughs> I, I'm going to get cinnamon bread. There we go. I got it in every <laughs> no, episode. What were you going to say? What was your tie-in? Well, I'll get that later. We'll get to that one later. Oh. But we do have another question from Dan who asked, we've been to Disneyland, DCA, Universal and Knott's, but we haven't talked about Magic Mountain. Mm. And... Magic Mountain is one we've talked about with each other quite a few times. I have wanted to go to Magic Mountain for years. It was on Roller Coaster Tycoon. And I loved it. And Deja Vu, for some reason, which isn't there anymore, was like this magical roller coaster in America that I always wanted to get out and ride. It's just a boomerang. Why is it magical? I don't know. In Roller Coaster Tycoon, I like the name. It was was green. (laughs) I like the name. But the X2 is one coaster I really want to go on as well. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about it. We have. We've talked quite a bit about how we want to go out there. And we will. We we will. Yes. We absolutely will. Uh, So the answer is yes, we will. The answer is yes. I don't know when this will happen, but it will happen. We sit down periodically every few months or weeks and plan out our next few months and weeks worth of travel. And we sat down recently to solidify some of our upcoming spring and summer travels. And we have some very exciting and iconic places that we're going to be visiting. We uh, are. We'll talk about them as we, we do them. We like to keep it a surprise. Some of them. A road trip. Yeah. Some flights. Some flights, a road trip. We're going to go back to Dollywood because Big Bear Mountain's on and I need my cinnamon, cinnamon bread. bread. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I've been saving that. You got it. So we'll go back to a few favorites from last year and a ton of new ones. There's a few new parks to both of us that we have plans to visit in the not too distant future. I'm really excited for our plans. There are some roller coasters on this trip that are like Deja Vu, which was a must ride, which I never got to ride, sadly. But there's plenty more to ride and just a few short weeks. Until we start heading out on... Some bigger, bigger trips. Exciting, right? Yeah, I'm really excited. There are some things that we're planning to do that at first I was a little unsure about. But as we've looked into the history of the places we're going and the specifics, I have gotten so beyond excited to go to some of these iconic places. Do you know Dollywood isn't the only place that sells cinnamon bread? Isn't it? It's not. (laughs) 
looks like we may have some new cinnamon bread tie-ins coming up in a, in a bit later this year, I think. Because we have three trips basically on the horizon. We have one trip that's soonish, actually four. One soonish, another one Two. sort of right after. Like literally right after. And then another, okay, yeah, we have four, four big ones. Four trips that we are in, some are planned, some are in the process of being finalized. So Planes, trains, and automobiles, yeah, if, and if, more. If you've got a theme park near you, watch out. We might. Be, <laughs> you didn't mention one thing. <gasps> uh, it, it's Easter on Mystic Isle. Oh, Zipper. Zipper has visited my Animal Crossing island. He is so annoying. I did all the DIYs. I don't know if anybody else out there plays Animal Crossing New Horizon. I know it was really popular during the pandemic. That's when I started playing. I stopped for a long time and then I started again and it's Easter and I've done all the DIYs, all the crafting. I got my stupid wand. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was relevant because it's Easter today. I did not get any chocolate Easter eggs. No, I did have peeps like two weeks ago. I don't think it's really a thing here, like in England. Yeah, it is. We have the Cadbury cream eggs. Yeah, but not that. And chocolate bunnies, chocolate Easter bunnies. They're hollow. No? No. What? (laughs) A big chocolate egg and inside the chocolate egg, like not little, like a cream egg, like Uh big, like Uh head size. Okay. And inside is a bag of candy. No, I don't think that's a thing. So like you get your egg. Uh Uh-huh. You crack like it hollow, open and yeah. eat it. Okay. And say you got like a Malteser egg. Inside uh-huh. will be like a bag of Maltesers. Uh-huh. And that is Easter for Aww. me. I don't think that's a thing here. I haven't seen them. So I grew up, did you get Easter baskets, like in a basket? I got Easter eggs in a basket. So yeah, we would get, obviously we would go Not, hunt for Easter eggs. So here... They paint eggs. Yeah, we paint hard-boiled eggs. Yeah, that's not That was a tradition I grew up doing, I loved doing. You color the hard-boiled eggs, and then you hide them. But a lot of times people use plastic eggs, too. So in my and, house growing sometimes up, there's we, stuff inside. we would hide the boxes with the chocolate Easter eggs in. Oh. I don't think of cream eggs as Easter. Cream eggs yeah. are like, oh, yeah. No, cream eggs are Easter. But, <laughs> I mean, they have peeps here. I've learned mm. what those are. Oh, peeps are so good, right? Yeah, they are good. I got you on peeps. But, yes. You I did tried not... to deny the peep, and then I... you tasted the peep. The peep was good. The peep is good. <laughs> but I did not have one proper chocolate Easter egg this well, year. Well, now you're making me want to go get one. I don't think they sell them here. Maybe at, like, World Market, maybe. Maybe. I went to Publix the other day, and there was no... Yeah, we looked. Yeah, and they're definitely not Maltesers because Maltesers, the best. But I grew up getting Easter baskets. So the basket would have like all the fake green grass at the bottom. It'd have a bunch of different boxes of candy and it'd have one big Easter bunny, like a chocolate hollow Easter bunny. I think we have those too. And then you collect the Easter eggs around and then you But you eat here, them. like we did the baskets too, but they okay. came with like the big different Easter eggs. Different stuff. Like if someone gave me an Easter basket and it had like a painted boiled egg in. <laughs> that doesn't have it in the basket. Oh. You have to go look for it. They're hidden all around the yard. What do you do? So you pick do them you, up out of the nasty dirt. Do you eat the egg? I guess, yeah. I feel like we ate the ones that, not the hidden ones. Oh, so you had like, you had your special You hidden. had separate <laughs> ones in the kitchen that you would eat. But I think in later oh. years, you started to use the plastic ones and they're hollow and they snap open. So you could put like candy inside. Mm, kind of like a kinder egg. Kinder, kinder sure. Bueno? Kinder. Do you have those? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. But I, I'm going to go get you an Easter chocolate right now. Well, I don't Right know after we from. close. If you can get me a Maltesers one, I would love I will that. find something for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make sure this guy has a something. I do love 
the holidays here, but I do miss my British food traditions for the holidays. And sometimes we've tried to recreate some here, haven't we? we? You've made a... Quite successfully. Yeah, really good. There was that one time I went to the uh, British store, downtown Orlando. You made a full like roast (laughs) dinner. Well, you made a few roast dinners, but you made holiday roast dinners and special things. uh, Yeah, they don't have the chocolate eggs the same. You know where we did find a lot of good British candy was at Jungle Gyms. That was the best. Remember? That was in Ohio, right? I wish there was a Jungle Gyms here. Me too. So Jungle Gyms is this crazy, wacky grocery store. I did do a video on it. So if you want to see what it's like, shameless plug, super enthused Jungle Gyms video. But it's so crazy cool. And they have all this international food and weird animatronics and displays. But yeah, we found a ton of British candy there. I would also take a crunchy Easter egg if you could find that. I've never heard of that. I love dairy milk, specifically buttons. Buttons are the best. Buttons. Anything, really. Any chocolate Easter egg, but not Hershey's. Mm, I don't know that Hershey's I'm, makes a chocolate Easter egg. I hope they don't. <laughs> I'm not, we just really I'm love not, chocolate. I feel like it's like the taste that we grew up with. Like uh-huh, uh-huh. dairy milk, Galaxy, which I think here is called Dove. Oh, which is, that's a completely different mm, thing. Yeah, I'll know. take a Galaxy slash Dove Easter egg. Any Easter eggs. Anyway. Anyway. On that note, happy Easter. <laughs> happy Easter again. Happy holiday weekend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Don't forget, if you have any questions, please email them to us at expeditionenthused at gmail.com. And we will answer whichever ones we can next time. Or you can tweet us on Twitter's. Hashtag Expedition Enthused. So hope that you all have a wonderful week ahead. We'll be back next week with another podcast episode. But for now, stay enthused. And we will see you next time.